Hey everyone, I'm Legion here along with Nathan Bruchez, and this is Means of Creation, a show all about the passion economy and the future of work. This show is made by Every, a writer's collective focused on business. Today, we're going to be talking about Pinterest. Pinterest is a bit of a dark horse in the creator economy, passion economy. Most people don't even think of Pinterest as a traditional social network, but more like an image pin board used to inspire their purchases and future plans. But recent events really suggest a shift in strategy, which we're going to unpack today. Um, Pinterest clearly wants in on the creator economy. It's investing heavily in creators and creator tooling. Recently, it acquired the video editing company Vochi to provide creators with better video tools. It also launched a 20 million creator rewards fund to financially support its creators. Our guest today has been at the helm of all of those initiatives and changes that have taken place. And we're so excited to welcome Silvia Oviedo Lopez with us today. She's the global head of creators and content at Pinterest, spearheading Pinterest move into the creator economy. Silvia, thanks so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. And it's a pleasure to be here with you today, Nathan and Lee. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's, it's really fun to have this kind of conversation because um, usually the conversations that I have with uh, large consumer software companies is I get invited in, which has happened with Pinterest. I get invited in, I talk to their team and kind of brain dump with them. But then I walk away feeling like, wait, I actually don't know what's going on there. And so I'm really glad to be shifting that conversation today and interviewing you and picking your brain all about the creator economy. Um, so just to kick things off, I'd love to hear you sort of lay out how Pinterest views the current state of the creator economy and where Pinterest positions itself and fits into that picture. Yeah, I'd love to start there. So as you mentioned, like Pinterest is traditionally known as a visual discovery engine, right? And um, our mission is to give everyone the inspiration to create a life they love, inspire them on their life journey, right? It's like no matter if you're redecorating your apartment, like figuring out what to wear, uh, finding a recipe to cook tonight, right? It's like we want to be uh, there along the journey. Um, but we're going through a major transition after 11 years. Uh, we are coming from a place where you save content, where uh, we're becoming a place where you create content, right? And we have been working on this uh, along, like getting great advice from experts like you over the past uh, year and truly uh, building that publishing platform, right? Where we can have creators coming to Pinterest, bringing their inspiration, their positivity, their ideas, and inspiring millions of pinners worldwide um, with that, uh, with those ideas, right? And um, our goal is to truly build a positive space on the internet uh, that enables creators to do what they do best. I'm curious why you think a lot of the conversations about creator platforms don't necessarily always include Pinterest. That's a great question. So over the past year, we have been getting started on this journey, right? Like we launched our new format idea pins, which is a video based format. And by the way, if you haven't updated your Pinterest app in a while, uh, I recommend that uh, everyone in the audience does because there's a lot of new things happening. But we introduced idea pins in May. And one of the first things that we wanted to do is to give creators uh, a way to bring their content to Pinterest, to create on Pinterest, right? It's like building all the tools to make sure that uh, they can 
get creative and expressive with the format uh, and at the same time help them find their audience on Pinterest, right? Like people come to Pinterest to find ideas and uh, we wanted to help creators bridge between ideas and community, right? Um, as part of that, uh, one of the questions that very, that's very much top of mind for creators right now is like, how do I drive value for what I do? So we've been thinking a lot about um, how do we drive value to creators, right? And value can mean helping them build a community, helping them find their audience, but then also getting involved in uh, helping them build the, their uh, business uh, on Pinterest, so to speak, right? And so mm-hmm. um, part of what we have done is uh, invested in new uh, monetization program for creators. Uh, one of the first things that we launched was uh, brand, a handshake tool for brand partnerships, right, to enable creators to work uh, with brands uh, such as uh, Lego, for example. Uh, that's a recent partnership we had. Um, and then from there, uh, evolve into uh, our new program, which is Creator Rewards, that is focused on rewarding creators differently for what they do, right? It's like we want to enable them to focus on um, exploring their passions on Pinterest and bringing their community along with them. Gotcha. So this is interesting to me because I feel like there's a lot of um, you know platforms that were built before users really had the expectation that they should be able to share in the revenue that the platform generates, and it's been really hard for those you know Pinterest being one of them. It's really hard typically for those platforms to switch to a model, and this is why has made I think YouTube so unique. Is from pretty early on they had a revenue share where they're like, well, when we show a pre-roll ad before your video, we'll give you a cut of it. Um, and and it's I don't know of any other big platforms that have like made substantial steps towards that. A lot of them do the kind of programs where they'll give out a grant to someone to create content, but it's not like a direct revenue share in any way. So so here it sounds like what you're doing is um, and and correct me if I'm wrong, but basically like you connect brands and creators on Pinterest so that a brand can say, hey, you know, I want cool Pinterest creators to like do something. Here's like the kind of campaign we want to run. And then as a creator, you can like maybe say, oh, I would do something with Lego and like make a proposal or whatever. And then Lego can can pay kind of through you. Is that basically how it works? Uh, that is uh, one part of the equation. So mm-hmm. as uh, we were thinking about what are the right monetization programs for creators on Pinterest, uh, we wanted to make sure that we took a thoughtful approach uh, to understanding what were the needs of creators on Pinterest, right? And what... Uh, also resonated with the audience that we have on Pinterest, right? People come uh, to Pinterest to discover ideas and trends and creators come to uh, to Pinterest to create content uh, that inspires that inspire others, right? So brand partnerships is definitely one flavor of it. Um, another um, product that we have recently launched is product tagging, right? It's like a lot of that inspiration translates into action that translates into purchases. So over the past uh, few months, we have been rolling out a new product tagging and affiliate program mm. uh, that enable, enables creators to tag their products. Um, one of the things that we have been trying to do is um, going back to to your point about like, Hey, how are platforms approaching this uh, this problem? Is uh, bringing creators into the conversation, right? And uh, we, when we build new products, uh, we try to bring uh, create a consulting group of creators that are relevant to the problem space that we're working on, uh, and working really closely with them in developing, uh, understanding their needs, 
doing a lot of research with them and uh, putting those early iterations in front of them to understand if we're uh, truly serving their needs, right? Um, I'm excited about how far we have come in just the past few months. Uh, and I'm excited to continue iterating on these ideas uh, and this product. It's super interesting because Pinterest, um, at least my impression is there's a lot of content curation that's going on on the platform. People are pulling in links, images, recipes, fitness, routines, whatever, from all over the internet that they might not have been the primary creator for, like the original content, but they curate it into this delightful board that people can follow and like and share and stuff. And it's, I think of, of Pinterest as being one of the first platforms that really legitimized curation as an activity that belongs into the creator economy. Um, but I wonder if like the emphasis, the product emphasis on curation has also had any sort of like negative impacts on um, people's expectation of monetization, whether people even view themselves as creators or any sort of unintended implications of that? That's a great question. Um, and you know, it's like for, for many years, like the first, if you go back in time, like 20, 2012, uh, which was like when Pinterest started to, um, to get like mainstream, um, a lot of the creators on Pinterest, like the first creators back then were curators, right? It's like, that's mm -hmm. how everything started. Like people might've been creating elsewhere and the, at the time it was mostly on blogs um but then it's like the creator figure on pinterest became like this curator on pinterest right and uh they became true tastemakers and that's actually one of the i am an early pinterest user uh and that was one of the things that i found extremely attractive right it's like i could find these people with incredible taste um and over the years it's like that that has evolved like content creation on the internet has become much more adopted than it was 10 years ago, right? And like, there's all this suite of like tooling and platforms that are enabling that. But for, for us at Pinterest, what that has meant is that now we can complement like all this curation with offering people the opportunity to create, right? And uh, perhaps in the past, like they have, like people may not have even thought about creating or like putting their ideas out there. But with this new toolings, we're, we're hoping to take it uh, one notch further, uh, where we are inspiring people to create and inspire others, right? And oftentimes when we um, talk about creators, it's there's a little bit of that like former figure of the influencer, like, right? It's like the mm -hmm. big influential figure. But one of the things uh, that the team has really present when we think about building and developing products is that everyone can create, right? So we should build products in a way that uh, we enable everyone. I would love to hear about um, just over the course of Pinterest history, by the way, when was Pinterest started? 2010. 2010. So it's been 11 years. Yeah. yeah. I would love to hear a little bit more of the historical perspective of how the creator strategy has changed over the years. Um, and as the creator economy got legitimized, have there been l key lessons along the way, things that you thought would work, but didn't work or anything surprising that came out of that period of time? Yeah, that's a great question. So I, 
I was telling Nathan that I've been with Pinterest for over eight years. So definitely it's been, I've, I've seen quite a bit. And my first, the first part of my Pinterest journey was uh, focused on expanding our international footprint, right? And um, as, of course, like, you start with making the product available in every language and making sure that the product actually can work in every language and that you don't have latency issues. And one of the key learnings really early on is that content matters a lot, right? And having those local creators and curators be part of the platform uh, was key to, to building a product that was truly inspiring for people all over the world. Um, because ultimately, for us, what was absolutely crucial was connecting the right person with the right piece of content at the right time, right? If you are looking for uh, things to cook and you're in Spain, you want uh, recipes that are local and relevant to you, right? If you're in the UK, if you're in Japan, it's like taste is such a personal and local matter that uh, really early on, even prior to like the race of the creator economy and the creator uh, world, um, we, we were really investing in building those relationships with uh, local content creators uh, all over the world. And that felt like a natural transition over the past few years. Like, of course, video really raised as a format in the industry. And so a lot of the content creation started happening on video. And so for us, it felt like a natural transition uh, to, to start investing more in native content tools, uh, native content creation on the platform. And that uh, culminated uh, earlier this year with this new format idea pins that we have been focused on. Yeah. I'm curious what's strategically important about having native content creation be like a higher proportion of, of content on Pinterest. Yeah. That's a great question. I think um, over the past couple of years, we've seen a shift in how people want to consume content, right? It's like they um, were hearing that, uh, of course, like this cover is continues to be a huge uh, pillar of for Pinterest. Um, and we want to make sure that we're connecting people with the, as I mentioned, with the right content. But um, we have been hearing more and more from Pinners that they want to consume content on the platform, that they want to uh, see all the idea at once rather than going somewhere and, and trying to piece out all the different, um, all the different aspects of uh, content. Do you think it's important that to be a successful creator economy platform, that particular platform needs to not just be a source of monetization, but to really develop and cultivate its own homegrown talent? In other words, like there is such a thing as a Pinterest creator. The, the creator identifies as a Pinterest creator, not as like a something else creator. Do you think that's an important component to becoming viewed as a primary platform? Yeah, that's a great question. So as, as you think about like how creators view themselves and uh, how they, they see themselves as relating, relating to a platform, I do think that homegrown talent is absolutely crucial, uh, but also a homegrown community, right? It's like, I think those are the two aspects. Uh, we are investing a lot in uh, helping creators be successful. So we have launched a number of programs over the past uh, year that are geared towards helping creators succeed on Pinterest uh, and find their community. So um, 
we have a creator residency where we help create, like it's a kind of a cohort-based uh, program where we help creators um, learn how to be successful Pinterest, best practices, connect them with trends, with that, which I think is a, a very um, interesting uh, factor because creators uh, want to know like what's coming. For example, we just launched our Pinterest predicts, uh, which is our uh, forecast of trends for 2022. Sure. And we're going to be working a lot with our creators to make sure that they're aware of these trends and that they can start creating. Like we, We're seeing like really cool things such as Peril Core, uh, Biophilic Design, which is like uh, plant first designs, um, mm. architecture, which is uh, animal first architecture. And so we're sure. seeing like this really quirky trends uh, pop up. And in the past, like we have uh, seen like about 80% of these predictions come to life, which, uh, which I think is pretty cool. Uh, but going back to the question of like this homegrown creators, one program that I'm uh, particularly proud of that we uh, launched last year was our fund focus on underrepresented creators mm -hmm. uh, because we want one of the things that we wanted to do is make sure that um, any creator uh, in spite of their background could succeed of Pinterest right so what we did was uh, kick off this um, program that's geared towards uh, enabling a cohort of creators to build community among themselves and then become uh, successful on Pinterest uh, through, and we do that by providing them with um, an economic grant as well as training and mentorship uh, over a period of a few months. Mm, that's cool. That was super, super interesting. And I wanted to actually ask you about that. It was a, a $500,000 um, creator fund program. Is that right? That was the first um, program that we launched, yes. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah. Uh, in 2021, we have worked with over 20 creators as part of that um, underrepresented creator cohort. And we yeah. will continue working, uh, expanding that in 2022. Right. It's, it's very interesting because as I surveyed the landscape of creator funds, I recognize that most of them focus their efforts and their dollars on creators who were already successful. Um, the TikTok creator fund works that way. It's, you know, it's basically compensating people for higher views, higher engagement, same with the Snap Spotlight Fund, um, et cetera, et cetera. But I, I, what struck me about the Pinterest fund when it came out was it was taking an inverted approach, it seemed like, where it was focused on this cohort of creators who may have not been as successful had they not received the funding. And um, I explored this idea in, in a post that I wrote a while ago called Uni Universal Creative Income, uh, which was all about like, what if we just give everyone uh, funding such that they can invest in being a creator? Wouldn't that actually make a bigger difference to the creator economy than just paying out people who are at the top, who are already famous, like Charlie D'Amelio? Um, and it was put out there into the universe as like, a, I hope someone sees this and acts upon it. And when I saw the Pinterest creator fund news, I was like, whoa, this is this is kind of a mini experiment in that kind of initiative. Um, so I would just love to hear like how, how that's been working. Do you, do you think of it that way as like enabling a cohort that otherwise would not have been likely to participate in the creator economy? Yeah, I would love to hear the takeaways. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's, uh, it's funny that you bring that up, that article, because definitely that was an, an inspiration. Um, I think the, just to give you kind of like the seed of that idea of like, hey, like, what if you 
enable a group of creators to actually create, right? It's like, what if you cover like basic needs for like, a month or like a couple months and uh, enable someone to like truly focus on just creating, don't worry about anything else. Another seed for that idea was um, a few years ago after the 2008 recession, some cities started providing, I think it was Detroit, but I'm not 100% uh, sure if I remember correctly, they started providing grants for writers to go and live in the city and just write for six months, right? It's like your house would be paid for, you would receive a small grant and you could just focus on your craft, right? And so that that was also the seed of the idea is like, what if we enable people? And the, the choice of uh, doing it for people uh, from traditionally underrepresented backgrounds uh, was to make sure that we are building an inclusive community, right? Because we have over 440 million uh, pinners worldwide coming to Pinterest every month. And we want to make sure that the people who create content and the content that they create um, represents the people who will consume it, right? Because um, as a user, when you come to Pinterest, uh, you... Again, like you want to find inspiration and you want to see yourself in that inspiration, right? So you want uh, to see your hair pattern, you want to see your skin tone, you want to see your interests, you want to see um, see yourself like doing many things, right? And we wanted to make sure that our investment really reflected that ambition. Yeah, super, super interesting. Yeah, something else uh, just to touch on, like kind of like the evolution of... Um, Creator Rewards, which is the, the program we just announced in October, and we're started to rolling out to roll out now. Like we also wanted to make that program a low barrier of entry, right? And so we wanted to make sure that we were hitting as many creators as possible with this new program, where we're going to be um, providing rewards for three types of behavior, right? In some cases, it will be um, for engage, engaging with uh, new product features, right? Like for example, it's like if your uh, content like gets a lot of engagement or takes, like you would get rewarded. Um, but then for editorial goals, right? Uh, creating content on a certain category or about a certain topic. And then finally, project-based goals, which is uh, one that the team was really excited about. Uh, we're calling this passion grants. Uh, and there are small grants to um, enable you to kickstart your passion, right? It's like, if you want to start a community garden, uh, we'll give you a grant for that. Uh, we just want you to show your audience along the way to inspire them to also do something. Hmm. That's cool. I'm curious for these type of grants, how you measure success. Like one way I could imagine to do it would be like, can we get people to the point where they are creating more or less full time on Pinterest, so they're at least earning like enough to live on, off of off of Pinterest monetization products for creators. Like, is that how you think about this, or is the philosophy of it something totally different? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, we we do think about sustainability, right? And again, we're getting started, but my goal is to get to a point that any monetization program has that um, is transparent, meaning that people know like how to be part of that um, and how to make it a repeatable behavior, right? And that's how, uh, going back to that sustainability, is like we, 
we want to avoid this like once and done type programs, right? That can be can be exciting, but uh, ultimately, as you say, is like how do we enable creators to do this uh, in an ongoing basis? Yeah, definitely. I, I am curious in general, though. Like, for is it like a a, a metric for you, like how many creators are earning a full time equivalent income? Is that like the is that the focus, or is there some other way you measure kind of like the health of the creator ecosystem around Pinterest? Yeah, uh, so it's a little bit early for us to tell or for us to have like any such metric because we're um, we announced this program in October and we're uh, sure. ramping things up right now. Um, but definitely, is like looking at adoption, like for anything that um, any any new product or any new creator product specifically, like looking at how the community is receiving that, right? And uh, are we seeing those uh, repeated behaviors? Are we seeing sustainability in what, we, uh, what we're launching? Yeah, touching upon this topic, um, I, I would love to talk a little bit more about the idea of a creator middle class um, and the fact that, um, as you know, highlighted in a bunch of different places, including um, stuff that I've written in the past, like most social platforms don't have a creator middle class there's super mega successful creators and then there's everyone else who makes no money i'm curious if having a creator middle class is part of the goal for pinterest and if so how does that get enabled on the platform yeah that's a great question as we think about the future of um of creators on pinterest and the creator economy on pinterest um a few things that are important for us is uh, continue to explore the right uh, models, right? It's like, as I mentioned, we have um, these brand partnerships, uh, we have affiliates and product tagging, uh, we just announced our creator rewards uh, program, we have uh, this uh, underrepresented creator grants, right? And so uh, definitely we are expanding the uh, number of creators that we are working with this year pretty significantly, right? And as we evolve these programs and uh, as we go deeper uh, next year, uh, we will want to make sure that uh, we're making as many people as we can successful on the platform, right? And uh, going back to my earlier point, success can be measured as uh, helping them grow an audience, helping them grow community, or helping them uh create a sustainable business on Pinterest. Um, ultimately, what we want is uh, to create a low barrier of access because as you say, it's like if things just become like interesting for people at the top, then uh, it the, that barrier of access is way too high for creators. One interesting thing uh, that we're trying to do differently is make sure that you don't need a ton of followers to be successful right away, right? It's like we're uh, trying to make sure that the con your content gets a lot of mileage uh, in spite of like you just getting started, right? So we're mm. seeing people uh, succeed um, right away. Again, we back to our roots, like we're a discovery platform. So one thing that we're trying to do is make sure that the content lasts in time, right? It's like content can be searched for, content can be recommended, uh, content can be retrieved, like if the content that you're creating for Halloween this year or like for uh, the holidays next year, you'll be able to go back to that, right? And so balancing that forward-looking trends with uh, a, the long tail of content that can be retrieved uh, down the road. 
Yeah, totally. Uh, this is this is to me one, definitely one of the most interesting things about Pinterest is there are very few companies that are as directly responsible for showing me things that I didn't know that I wanted, but that I like once you show it to me, you know, like I think it's kind of Pinterest and TikTok and then maybe to some extent also YouTube. Um, but, but yeah, the, like, uh, the, the fact that I, probably a very high percentage of content that most users see is not from people they follow, but it's instead they searched for a term or they just based on their previous activity of what they what content they tend to engage with Pinterest will show you other content that you might like. I'm curious what implications that has, like, that's obviously a strength in a lot of ways um, for, for Pinterest. I'm curious what implications it has for, um, you know, ability to attract creators to invest in your platform. Because, you know, on a podcast, it's very hard to, like, get new followers, basically. And this is why Spotify is in such a good position is because they can, like, show your show to new people in a way that most other platforms don't. Like, is that does that uh, help you attract more creators in, in, in any way? Or, like, how do, you, how do you sort of use that with creators to, like, kind of deliver on that promise and make the promise to get people to want to create, you know, invest in the content they're creating for Pinterest. Yeah. No, I think um, what you're saying about like Pinterest being able to predict what you want without you even knowing that uh, or like not having the language to describe yeah. like that style or um, or that trend. I think that's that's an incredible strength and um, it's a testament to all the investment in uh, building that discovery platform over the years. And I think that's extremely interesting for creators because um, as, a, as a creator, we can help you find your audience really quickly, right? In a way that um, sometimes, uh, and this, this has always been an interesting um, question with following models, is like, you may follow someone because you're friends, but you don't necessarily have the same taste, right? And how can you find in the world of, content right which is um massive like how do you find the people um who share your interests right and one of the things that we want to do is to enable uh creators to build that community based on on shared passions right it's like um yesterday i was going through this rabbit hole of uh this creator who's really into succulents and plants and i was like oh wow like i've gotten really into that during the pandemic and this is so cool that it was recommended to me right and so um we want to make it easy for uh for people who don't follow you yet to connect with you um, and at the same time to interact with you. So we, we recently rolled out a new product called Takes that allows you to respond to any uh, piece of content on Pinterest uh, or like any idea pin and to share your take with that creator, right? And so that creates this chain of community and this chain of content creation uh, that is uh, really uh, exciting. Totally. And it drives like, I would say it's meaningful engagement, right? Because it's not just about the like, and it's not just about like the reaction. It is also about like, Hey, like you sparked something in me and now I'm going to put something out there in the world. Yeah. Can you, can you tell us more about how idea pins work for people who don't know? Cause it's new, right? Yeah, it's, uh, it's fairly new. We rolled that, rolled that out in uh, May. And so idea pins are video based, um, format, uh, content format uh, that includes expressive tools such as stickers, music. It allows uh, takes, which is this new uh, format that allows you to respond to um, an idea pin and allows for product tagging, right? And so this is a new um, native content on Pinterest. Uh, the cool thing too is going back to 
discovering ideas uh, in the future is that they last forever. They don't disappear after mm. 24 hours. So they're recommendable, they're uh, searchable, uh, and you can like definitely uh, engage with that content uh, months and months after creating it. So Sylvia, you keep bringing up the idea of helping creators build a community um, or find a community. I would love to hear you unpack that idea and what that means, because I think the word community now is so widespread and used in so many different contexts. But like, what, do, what does it mean for a Pinterest creator to have a community on the platform? Yeah, so uh, when I when I talk about community, um, I mostly talk about building a like an audience that is engaged in a meaningful way, right? Uh, and that audience can be followers, uh, but they are followers that have like a meaningful connection, right? Because it's not just about who you are uh, as a creator, but also the ideas that you bring to the table, the inspiration that you bring to the table, the content that you're creating, right? Um, and one of the things that uh, we have been thinking a lot about is how to make Pinterest, as we go into the native content creation, how to make Pinterest a positive and safe space for creators, uh, as well as for pinners, right? Because uh, in order to build a positive community, uh, you want to make sure that you are in a positive uh, space. And so one of the things that we have done is um, we rolled out the creator code, which is a set of guidelines that any creator has to uh, read and accept on Pinterest before uh, starting to create for the first time, right? And those are guidelines that uh, inspire uh, positive content creation, positive interactions with others uh, and keeping the space safe. We do the same for uh, pinners when they uh, first start engaging with creator content, right? If you're gonna comment, like the, um, the first thing we do is we ask you to be uh, respectful and keep it positive and try to avoid creating a, a toxic environment because that's the last thing that we, we want on the platform, right? And so, um, when we think about community, we think about that meaningfully engaged audience, uh, that spark uh, to continue that creation journey. It's like, it's not just about the creator creating something cool, but it's like, hey, like now you, like it's it's on you to respond to that, right? It's like, take that idea, bring it to life, uh, take that inspiration and bring it to action through take. And at the same time, uh, keeping things positive uh, and uh, and inspiring for the whole community. Got it. So community, there's kind of like this um, notion of it being a meaningful connection, i.e. there's like intentionality behind it. People want exactly. to engage and also an element of positivity. Yeah. And another thing that we have been seeing a lot is that creators are building community with each other. And with those cohort-based programs that we have been rolling out, we're seeing that one of the key uh, like highlights for the creators after they finish is, hey, I built a community of, uh, of fellow creators that I can continue um, tapping into and working with and, uh, and bringing into my journey forward. Got it. Yeah. I'm curious, like that's a huge thing for us, you know, with every, where we have like lots of different writers that work together and, and 
um, can give each other feedback and, and sort of there's like friendly competition almost in some ways. I'm curious if that's, if, if that's something you like intentionally are, are fostering now, where it's kind of like, uh, you know, people are, are learning from each other basically. And I'm, and I'm curious, like, how does that, what are some of the key principles of like what makes for being a good Pinterest creator? That's a, that's a great question. So first of all, um, Yes, it's intentional. We're trying to enable the spaces uh, for this to happen, right? And, you know, it's like with the work from home life and not being able to travel or meet in person, uh, it's definitely not, has not been as easy to bring people uh, physically together, but we have tried to make up for it virtually, right? And, um, anything from running like weekly meetups for our creators in these cohorts to like them connecting, collaborating on their own, which is something that I find organically and, and it, I find really, really exciting. Um, and, and creating those like best practices that are, are evolving. Um, that's fantastic. I, I really like what you say about Avery and uh, being like that, place where it creates a little friendly competition, um, but also keeping it positive in a way where you're just like, hey, you're not trying to like fight for each other's spaces, right? It's like we right. all uplift each other uh, and make make each other better every day. I think to your question of um, like what makes a um, Pinterest creator, right? It's like we, we talk about our creators on Pinterest as people who major in expertise and minor in entertainment, hmm. right? And so we want to strike that balance of, hey, you're coming to Pinterest to learn something new, to pick up a skill, to pick up some inspiration, but do it in a way that is fun and exciting, right? And so um, we're trying to find creators, both uh, people that are homegrown creators, um, like Anderson, who's a photographer, uh, he's been with us like, since the beginning of, uh, since we started testing our product, um, he, he really leaned into professional content creation during the pandemic. Uh, and he's teaching all tips and tricks to take the most amazing professional, uh, level selfies, uh, as well as fashion photography. Um, or also working with like established creators that are coming to Pinterest, right? Like we recently launched a new program called Creator Originals, where we're working with uh, 25 creators in the U.S. Uh, and um, a large number of uh, creators worldwide uh, to develop original content on Pinterest, right? And so this is people like Joshua Wiseman uh, or Ali Love or Matt Sanders. So it's definitely people who hit those like, hey, they're true experts, but at the same time, they have a cool personality and a good story to tell. As you were speaking, I just remembered something from a few years ago. I had a friend who was working at Pinterest and she was working on, I think, like the buy button or shoppable pins or something around commerce, which I remember was, and maybe still is, a huge emphasis of Pinterest, which makes a ton of sense given that a lot of it is about inspiration and planning and intentionality. Um, I would love to hear your sort of take on this idea, which is in the past couple of years, maybe even one year, there's been a lot of trend towards direct monetization of one's audience and fans. Um, direct monetization, meaning like the, the fan is paying directly to the creator for something, whether that's tipping or a subscription or a newsletter or whatever. 
but just the monetization coming from fans versus third parties, which had previously really been the case in the creator economy. How do you guys think about that, given Pinterest's you know, historical emphasis on shoppability and e-commerce? Um, is there, do you think that steady state, like, it's, it's going to come from both sides, both the audience as well as from brands? Um, is there more emphasis on one versus the other? Yeah, um, so we have been investing in in shopping, uh, and we we have a, a shopping product. Um, we have the Pinterest shop. Uh, we are actually doing something pretty cool with creators. Uh, every Friday, we have a live shopping event on Pinterest TV, which is a product that we recently launched, uh, where we have creators doing um, drops. Um, on Friday live and it's seen like really interesting engagement for now. Um, we're focused on affiliates for creators. Um, but on Pinterest, we have a product for merchants where, uh, if you have a shop and you have a shopping feed, you can bring it to Pinterest so that it can be discovered and you can take advantage of, uh, all like, the Pinterest, uh, shopping capabilities. Um, in terms of the trend, uh, like the, the current trends of like, hey, like direct monetization versus platform monetization. I think it's been interesting to see the shift uh, among creators and like being more interested in building their own uh, audiences, right? Um, like the race of the newsletters and uh, like podcasts, like creators trying to to find like different niches of population. And so definitely is something that, that I think like as an industry trend is really, really exciting. And especially like looking at the past 18 months, like the race has been, um, has been incredible. And I'm, I look forward to like seeing where, where things go. And as we think about, uh, like what that would means would mean for us, it, we continue focused on working closely with, uh, with creators to understand like what is the most, um, what what would be the most relevant for them and their audience on Pinterest, right? And so for now, uh, affiliates has been our our focus, um, and then the live shopping events that we are having every Friday at three pm. That makes sense. Um, and I want to close out with um, a question that is especially top of mind for us, given that it's been the trend on our podcast as well as in the broader creator economy. I think. Um, which is Web3. So recently we've seen a number of different social platforms delve into Web3, um, including Twitter, um, TikTok selling NFTs, Discord teasing that I was going to introduce some sort of um, crypto wallet integration for Web3 communities. I'd love to hear your thoughts on anything you could share with regards to um, what Pinterest plans are or even more broadly, like what your guys' thinking is with respect to Web3? Yeah, it's, that's definitely the, the topic of the hour. I've personally been like going down, down the rabbit hole of uh, learning about it. Um, I, one, of, one of the things that um, has been really interesting uh, to, to see in terms of like what is, the, what is the opportunity and what is the trend that we're seeing on Pinterest uh, is that people are really curious about Web3 and particularly NFT art. Uh, and mm -hmm. 
Uh, one of the one of the things that we've observed is that people are coming to Pinterest to discover uh, NFT art as well as learn how to yeah. make it uh, and get inspired from others, right? And so um, I was just looking at like searches on Pinterest about NFT art, and uh, they have seven X just since this oh, summer. Yeah, right. And so that couple with uh, Gen Z is our. Um, fastest growing demographic is like there's like this really nice intersection between uh web three crypto art and uh pinterest being a place for inspiration that i thought was really really interesting right so they're coming to pinterest to find to browse nft art and to also look at educational resources for how they can make their own yeah exactly when i look at the uh web three movement more broadly i think one of the key opportunities is around uh, making it more accessible. Mm-hmm. It's like right now, it's like you definitely need to learn and and study to to truly understand and be able to be part of, uh, of this new uh, era of the web. Uh, and so I think um, that that has been one of the most interesting trends um, that we have seen. Totally. I don't know if you can speak to this or not, but I personally think that Pinterest is very well positioned to be an NFT marketplace where A, any any pen could be an NFT potentially, but then B, also just like a place if you have a thing that you want to sell as an NFT and you want to be able to show showcase your collection, perhaps like a board of NFTs that you own. Like it's just so natural. Uh, it'll be very interesting to see. Uh, over the next couple of years. How, yeah. how that works we're, we're definitely seeing curators like curating their NFT collections uh, and as well as like people coming to find inspiration about like, hey, like if I want to create NFT art, like how can I go about that? Uh, so definitely I think it's going to be an interesting trend to watch uh, in the like next few years. Yeah, I agree with Nathan. I think the psychology that underpins the NFT craze on the part of collectors is very similar to the psychology that underpins pinning, no pun intended, um, which is totally. like desiring to collect things, desiring to, especially desiring to collect the original and have proof of taste, proving that you were first to find this trend or you've c- collected like the most visually appealing or original collection of different things. Um, and then I think like NFTs just take that to another level w- with the proof of taste and proof of being first being on the blockchain and the costly signal. Cause it's, it's one thing to just like, you know, whatever, right. Click a JPEG. Collect for it's free, another, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways. So I think um, there's definitely a lot of potential with regards to Pinterest and web three and NFTs. Um, but we'll have to save that for another discussion because I think we're up on time. Uh, Sylvia, it's been wonderful to have you on the show. Thank you so much for coming in and sharing Um, all of your experiences and insights from over the years with us. Thank you so much, uh, Lee and Nathan, for having me. And yeah, look forward to sharing more in the future. Yeah, thank you so much. It's been awesome.